Hey friends, welcome to another episode. Now in today's episode, I wanted to talk about five things that I would do differently if I had to start my fat loss journey all over again. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, Lose Weight with Macros, the basics podcast family. I'm your host, Verona. And if you're new here, welcome to the show. I'm a nutrition coach who believes in the power of real life tools to create healthy habits. I help busy women like you get rid of the stress and emotional eating that keeps you from creating resilient lifelong habits that quite frankly, you can trust. Instead of giving you a another boring diet or workout plan or bland salad and tell you just to eat a whole heap of salad leaves while your family chow down on your favorite meals in the corner and you are regretfully eating that bowl of dry salad. I'ma help you learn how to use macros to lose fat, keep it off and rebuild that confidence that diets often strip us of. That insecurity, that fear, that no longer feeling confident in our bodies that we know we need to get rid of. Friends, if this sounds like your cup of tea, grab your tea, your coffee and your note Padam Hen, because today's episode, friends, is gonna be a juicy one. So I quite like these kind of reflection moments. It's been a long time since I embarked on a fat loss journey. In the very, very first episode, that's the story where I share about my faith as a practicing Christian woman, Bible-believing, tongue-talking, Pentecostal church woman. Won't you do it? I share my story about how I came to this journey, how I started this journey, how I started this podcast. Um, and this podcast has kind of transitioned into other areas, but the faith has remained the same. That's not going anywhere. So there were five changes that I would make if I could go back and start my fat loss journey again. The first thing that I would do is I would include Christ in my journey. Now, for those of you who are faith-filled Christian women, you know that sometimes we can be so fervent, we can be so on fire for other things. But when it comes to weight loss, we kind of don't know how to include Christ into those things. And we don't really know how to speak to the Holy Spirit and be like, well, Holy Spirit, help me to lose weight. And there are some Christian memes that are like, God, burn these calories while you're still eating a burger in the other hand. And I used to kind of have that mentality. I used to have menu for Chinese in one hand. And then I'm finishing off my nuggets in the other hand and I'm like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. Jesus help me to lose weight. But it's kind of like we need to get to that place where you need to do something. You can't just keep praying because faith without works is dead. And so it's all about praying and asking God, okay, I have faith that I'm going to do this thing. I have faith that you're going to get me through this thing. But what I don't have is the work. What are the practical works that I need to do that I need to come alongside to be able to get the thing that I'm praying and believing for to be able to do? Because so often, sometimes we focus and we're like, yeah, God will help me. God will help me. Of course, he will help you. Absolutely. But there are things that we need to do to not help God, but we need to do in order for us to get the thing that we're praying for, if that actually makes any sense. So I used to be so on fire, but like, Lord, do this for me. You know what, Lord, I'm believing for a breakthrough. I'm believing for a job. Other women who would pray like sisters in prayer, but like, you know what, Lord, we're praying for this. We're praying for that. We want to see your move. We want to see this. We want to see that. We would go in, but I could not level the two things it was this huge thing and I've just updated my website and that's what actually encouraged me to do this episode actually editing my website and the section is a little bit about me on the main page when you sign up to do coaching and it's like who you're coaching with basically it's like who is Verona what do I do who am I so I give you a little bit of an overview and I was like oh my gosh this is what I would change this is something that I actually did not do I did everything else you know when you kind of avoid the issue and you try to do everything around it but deal with the issue and how many of you know that when you try to skirt around the issue it still does not deal with the issue 
that's exactly what I was like. I was dealing with everything else but the real issue. And it took time. My head was so stubborn. My head was hard. So the number one thing that I would change if I was to go back and burn fat again is I would include Christ from the get-go. I would pray, not only pray to help me to lose weight, but I'd also pray for him to show me the steps that I need to take. Literally invite him into every area so that I can see the things that need to be done. That's one of them prayers where you're like, Holy Spirit, illuminate the areas that need to be shown. Where are the areas that I don't see, that I don't understand? Because I keep doing the same thing, but I'm not actually losing any weight. I'm gaining weight, but then I keep going around to quick fixes. I keep trying to do this. I keep trying to do that. Everything else, until we learn to actually deal with the root cause, it is just circumstantial. It's just surface level. If it's not deep rooted healing, then we find that we're going to come back to these things. And it's much like if you're somebody who has lost weight in the past, but you find that you've gained it all back again and even more, then have a look at what you've actually done. Because if you've gone to a diet and the diet has told you to cut out fatty foods in terms of fat altogether, so you've gone to a diet and they said, don't eat fat. And so you kind of strip out all fat, forgetting that actually healthy fat is needed for our body as well. It's not just fat that you get in sausages or lard or any of those things. It's so much more than that. It's about literally what is the reason why I'm addicted to food? Why do I overeat? Why do I turn to food when I'm stressed? Or why do you turn to food when you're stressed? Because these are all of the things that I did. When you're emotional, why is it that food is the first thing that you go to rather than your Bible for me? And if you're a Christian woman for you, if you don't turn to your Bible instantly, why is it that you pick up the phone instead of going to the throne? Well, that's not my line, but you know, come on somebody. Why is it that you go to the shop to buy more of the same food that's keeping you overweight? Because if you've already had some, that extra serving of ice cream or whatever it is that you're going to eat now, your body has already got the calories that it needs to continue to suffice throughout the day and get you through throughout the day. So if you're then adding in extra calories, all your body is going to do is store those additional calories that you're putting in now as fat. There's no way for those extra calories for the body to be used, but they just get stored up because it's got the amount of calories that it needs to sufficiently power your body through day to day. For me personally, I would make that the get go because I didn't do that until the latter part of my journey. After I'd been addicted to food for 20 years, after I tried to cover up rejection, not being accepted, not being loved. And people who suffer with rejection have different addictions. Some is alcohol addiction, some is substance, some is sexual relationships or situationships, as some people describe it, area that should have been given to them. Most of the time, it's often a parent and child relationship. A lot of us go through some deep stuff. So I'm not here to belittle that at all. And as I say, that's the very reason why I wanted to start with children and young people to really help them put in it in their lives. Some of us go through some traumatic reasons and traumatic relationships. But when it comes to the spirit of rejection, it is something that we felt rejected because we had a need that wasn't met by somebody who had influence or care or a responsibility for us in our lives. It could have been a loved one, could have been a partner. And we're not going to go into a therapy session here, but there were loads of things on it that if you didn't feel the love that that person's supposed to get, it's often then rooted into attachment, into rejection. There are loads of different places that rejection can take place. One of them, it can take place if, for example, you are in a family and your parents are stretched financially and the mother's like, oops, I'm pregnant it wasn't planned, it wasn't expected, you definitely cannot afford to raise another child, then it's like, well, this child, I can't really afford this child. I don't really want this child. This child's not really wanted. From conception, before you're actually born, those words are being spoken over to you, whether they understand the power of their words or not, whether they intentionally say those things or they're unintentionally saying those things. That might not set out to intentionally harm you because you're not physically being into the earth just yet. So you are alive, but you're not physically into the earth just yet. But those things, those words that are spoken, you hear, you hear as a fetus, as a baby, 
and they begin to attach to you. And so that whole speaking over you, whether intentionally or unintentionally, that then begins to carry through your life from birth. You might not know it at that time, but then you begin to act out, I was never loved, I was never wanted. And that whole rejection thing then becomes a stronghold. So then it's literally about how do you change that? Going back to my story shortly was, for me, when that person is not there, addiction can happen. Some, as I say, substance, alcohol, sexual relationships or others, like my case, was food. The endorphin rush that it gave me, I just wanted more. And so the same sort of everything, every time we're happy, we're angry, we're sad. But if you identify with some of the things that I've just shared, it's heavy. It's a lot of stuff. Some families, some relationships continue to say those things. Well, we didn't want you anyway. And these are the parents that are supposed to love and care for you. Now, hearing those words, they sting. So then you find something that you can find comfort in. For me, it was food. Every day, every time I was angry, I was sad. I was lonely. I was upset. I looked in the mirror and all I saw was I looked like the Michelin man. I just looked fat and flumpy. And that's all I kept saying to myself. That's all you look like. And then I continued to repeat the habit. My addiction became food. And there is science and there is research that has shown that your body and your brain starts to crave those things because once it starts to have them, it lets off the endorphin rush in your brain and it's like, oh, it's a good feeling. And then the more that you do it, the more that you have that feeling and your brain kind of, oh, I like that. So it appropriates that feeling with that particular food. So you want more of that endorphin rush, you want more of that thing. And then you begin to crave the more calories that you eat, the more that you gain and get overweight. Never actually dealing with the issue itself, which is rejection. And rejection is a long, hard thing. If it's especially from when you were a child, you're going to have some deep roots that needed to be healed, which is why I went to counseling. And so this goes on to the next point of number two. I would have had counseling a lot earlier. And it's easy to say, I would have done this. I would have done that. I should have done this. I should have done that. But the point is, we don't always want to accept that we need help. We're not always the best at saying, you know what, I need help. But taking a step listening to this podcast today is an acknowledgement that you need help or you just want to listen to my story or you just want to see if there's anything that's similar to you that is happening for you or has happened to you. But I would have got counselling at a lot sooner. But at the same time, I wasn't ready. And who knows who I would have been? Who knows how long I would have been in certain struggles for and all of those things? But I would have actually stepped out to get those things a lot sooner because I've now seen the benefits, not just counselling. I had Christian counselling. And I also had non-Christian counseling and they both played different roles in the journey and the place that I was on at the time. So it's literally about coming out from it now and knowing how beneficial it is, which is why I actually focus on mindset so much, like be transformed by changing the way that you think. And a lot of our change comes from the thoughts that we have and having to step out in those things and having to really undo some of the negative mindsets that we continue to speak over ourselves. And sometimes we're so used to it. You could be at whatever your goal weight is, but you'd still see yourself in the image that you were before. And that's where the whole thing comes from being transformed by changing the way that you think. And so that's where I would have gone to counseling because seeing how beneficial it was for me, then I would have done that sooner. That's the second thing that I would have done because it allowed me to undo those mindsets. Remember when I had both Christian and non-Christian counseling and it allowed me to actually really focus on the whole 20 years and then 10 of those years being having issues with my gut health because of the unhealthy foods that I was choosing every single day and that root cause was rejection. So I'm trying to feed and fuel myself to be loved. Like I say, some alcohol substance or sexual relationships from relationship to relationship and they're constantly looking for something to fill that void and it can't be filled by anything external. If I had gone to counseling a long time ago, I would have understood the only person to fill that void was Jesus. And that's something that I would have done a lot sooner. 
based on the benefits that and place that I am now. I'm hard headed, was stubborn, wasn't in that place to do it. The third thing that I would have done differently in my fat loss journey was I would have enjoyed my food, not cutting anything out. Because if you've not listened to it, I've done my journey on keto, which is a two part series. It was that long. And I share my unfiltered, honest opinion about the ketogenic diet. It's not a lifestyle, it's a diet because it gets you to restrict yourself from certain foods in order to lose weight. And that's literally the definition of what diets are. So I wouldn't have done keto. I wouldn't have done fat burning pills because the reason why I wouldn't have done any of those things is because the results are temporary. They are not lasting results. They don't teach you how to deal with your mindset. They don't teach you how to deal with the root cause of why you continually overeat. Some people, it's a hard breakup and you find that whole endorphin rush through the foods that you're eating. So I wouldn't have done all of those things because it continued to keep me stuck in that place. And then I continued to keep the cycle. Number four, which was another byproduct of keto, I would not have exercised myself to the ground. But I don't know where I got it from, but I started to listen to external people who, you know, sometimes they mean well, but it's not helping my body. So I used to do two workouts a day, four days in a row, have a day off on Friday, then do the same thing on Saturday. Sunday, I went to church. So that's the day that I had off. But I would work myself hard. I would do a cardio workout and I would do a strength training workout. Cardio was fun. It was amazing because it was dancing. I loved it, like Afrobeats dancing. Then we had like a mixture because I'm Afro-Caribbean. So I had a mixture of music and I loved it and met some good friends and good people in the training, which was fantastic. But my body didn't like it. I had knee pain. I had joint pain. And the one thing that I was trying to do, because they said, yeah, 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 just do two workouts a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will get you to lose your fat. Go on. Yeah, this will blast your belly fat. The one thing that they said it would do, it did the opposite and made me worse than it was because there was no belly fat shifting. And I'm like, wait, you told me to cut out carbs. So I did that. Then you told me to work out twice a day on an empty stomach. And all I would have was a pre-workout. I ain't losing nothing. Nothing is happening. All I'm losing is energy in my body. I'm hella tired. I'm cranky because I don't have no carbohydrates. I don't have energy to finish the workout. I'm working myself physically into the ground, trying to chase after an image of what? And that's what sometimes we can do. We can get so caught up on before and after photos on Instagram or social media or wherever we find them. Listen, to this day, I still love watching those programs. I love to watch transformation programs. I don't know why, even way before I got qualified. And one thing I used to love was, wow, if that's a transformation that they made then, where are they now? Almost every single one of them regained the weight and more. I see this countless times that we constantly strive after things that are unsustainable. We can't do those things. Your body will tell you working like that is going to put you to the ground unless you're an athlete level unless you're training for a competition, unless you've actually got your personalized personal trainer. And even then, sometimes it can still be too much. You can overtrain because your body would need adequate rest to recover. So your results also come in the rest. We get tired of resting and we're like, no, 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 I need to do something. I need to do something. Rest, relax, because that's how your body is going to grow anyway. And if you're somebody who's worried about, actually, am I overtraining? Listen to the episode that I did, literally called am I overtraining or am I training too much? And that will tell you some of the warning signs that your body is giving you and telling you if you are overtraining your body. Number five is I would work out what worked for me. Now, a lot of us get inspiration from seeing things. I say this one a lot, like men are visual, but I also think we as females are visual. Men visualize different things to us, of course, but we like to see a picture. We tend to identify with women who, oh, okay, you look like how I look like now. 
And if that's your after, that's fantastic. Can you tell me what you ate? Can you tell me how much you ate? Can you tell me how many calories you did? Can you tell me how many exercises you did? What did you do? This, this, this. Now, it's no problem in being intrigued or being motivated or encouraged or inspired by other women's journeys. I agree. I'm absolutely for that. We have to focus on why do we want to do exactly what she did? Instead of that, the one thing I would change was I'd focus on what worked for me. I was so busy and so caught up in everybody else's business that I didn't take care of my affairs. And that's often what we do. We get so in at everybody's business. Have you ever met a busybody? Always in people's business, always trying to give suggestions where suggestions aren't needed and they didn't ask for your opinion. Now, sometimes I can be a little bit like that. So I'm learning myself. But at the same time, it's like, all right, relax. You don't need to be in everybody's business all the time. Now, being a busybody, sometimes it's not intentional that you're trying to be in everyone's business. You just like to help and you just like to serve. So you do all things. You're kind of an all-rounder. But sometimes we don't need to work ourselves that hard. And oftentimes we don't need to aspire to everybody else's body. Learn to give your body what it needs instead of running in that mode of self-sabotage, running in that mode of the negative narrative, always constantly downgrading or degrading your body. If you've birthed children, that is one incredible thing you need to honor your body for or respect your body for. If you're alive, that's another thing because your body is working extremely hard to carry you at the weight that you are. If your body has managed to lose five pounds, fantastic. Your body is able to change. Now, what needs to change is the mindset to go on with that. But those things all take time. And it goes back to number one, the first tip that I gave you. And number three, I think it was the next tip I gave you. But it's literally about finding what works for you because there isn't one diet that works for everybody. Your body makeup, your bone density, your fat proportion is going to be different. Yes, you might look similar, but the way that your body responds to exercise is not the way somebody else's body is going to respond to exercise. You could be doing like I was doing, and please don't do this, but you could be doing two hours of cardio per day, seven days a week, and not an ounce of fat is coming off your body. But because you've been looking at everybody else, and that's what she did, but she didn't tell you that in the nighttime, what I was doing, I was sacrificing nursing my baby or breastfeeding the baby and I chose to give the baby a bottle that's the time when I should be bonding with my baby but I'm choosing to go and work myself hard into the ground it was hard it caused arguments in my marriage we don't see that in a picture we don't get that information and sometimes women are not you know easily open like that to be able to tell you all of that information but we often just admire but we don't see the hard work that's gone in And oftentimes when they do respond and they do tell you the hard work, often our response is, okay, thanks. And we continue doing the same patterns, staying in the same place because some of us are not ready to do the hard work that needs to be done. And it is going to take time to get to that stage. But I would have not been in everybody else's business. I would have looked at what works for my body and focus on my body. My body is unique. I'm created as a masterpiece, a wonderful creation as we all are. Let me find what my body responds to the most. If that's carbohydrates, girl, you better believe I'm going to eat carbohydrates. If that's fat, give me an avocado. Yes, please. If that's protein, yes, some lean steak or some lean tofu. Oh, absolutely amazing on a bed of vegetables. Fantastic. If that's some chocolate, oh, amazing dark or milk chocolate lactose friendly milk chocolate but you can kind of work with what your body works with and your body will tell you 
Because after you start to build a healthy balance of nutrition, when you start to put them things in your food, when you start to put the burger back into your body or the chips back into your body, they taste nice, but your belly literally expands like a balloon, like somebody has just pumped. You know those balloon pumps that you get? Or even they remember back in the day, they're like bike tire pump. Somebody has put one of those in your mouth and pressed on the pump a few times and your belly has literally bursted like a ball because you're bloated. It's because your body is now changing. So it's not used to the foods that you were putting into it. It's now started to adapt to the foods that you're putting in, the nutrient-dense foods. Your metabolism is being able to function effectively the way that it should because you've focused on what is right for your body. And that is the five things, my friends, that I would have done if I had to start my fat loss journey all over again. I hope if any of you who was able to identify with any of those things, you can take something from this. But if any of you need help in those areas, consider speaking to one of your counsellors if you've got some deep-rooted issues like myself and struggled with rejection. As a living testimony here, if it was not for my faith, I literally don't think I'd be here. I don't think I'd record this episode. I don't think I'd be in my right mindset. I just don't think I would be because I would have let the weight of rejection overcome who I am and I would never be here thank god that I'm here so my friends that is the end of the episode but I just wanted to say friends to remind you if you're tired of this up and down start stop yo-yo dieting just gain all the weight that you've lost and then you gain even more than you lost that's like one of the biggest blows on your confidence because you're like am I even capable of losing weight and you are you are capable of losing weight and if you need help don't hesitate to message me email me support at beanutritioncoaching.co.uk or apply for the application. The application to work with me to be your coach is below or you can sign up for one-to-one coaching. Those are the ways that you can work with me or one of the programs. The link will be in the show notes below to how you can actually start to make these changes so that in a few years time you're not having to go out and do these same things that I mentioned but now you are at a place where your mind has been changed, your mind has been transformed, you have been healed and that you can see the journey to where you're going and be confident in where you're going. You've got a personalized roadmap for you. And it's all about you, not selfishly, but it's all about you to help you get the results for your body. Friends, this is the end of today's episode and I can't wait to catch you in the next one. Friends, we've come through to the end of today's episode. I hope you learned something valuable from today's episode and can put it right into practice now that the episode has ended. If you found value in this episode, do share it with somebody else who can also benefit from today's episode. My friends, don't forget to download your freebies over on the website via nutritioncoaching.co.uk and also be in with a chance of coming live on air with me to get yourself some free coach fridays by leaving your question over on the brand new podcast page va nutrition coaching.co.uk forward slash podcast is where you can leave me a question and i'll answer it over here on one of the episodes and that's all we got time for friends i can't wait to catch you in the next episode